Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A, Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A, no mandate because the babies are sick. The B-A-Q-A, so unfortunately Mandy's babies are sick like everybody else. Y'all know I had bronchitis, upper respiratory um, a week or so ago. Honestly, when I tell you everybody's sick, everyone's sick, so Mandy's tending to her babies, but I'm going to hold her down, okay? So this is our Bronibition question and answer segment where you have questions, we have some of your answers, although to be clear, neither myself or Mandy are your attorney, your doctor, your lawyer your accountant, your certified financial planner. We are just two smart brown girls who know a thing or two about money, career, personal finance, business, and you will take what we share with the smallest of smallest of grains of salt. Okay, that is my legal disclaimer, AKA sue your mama, not me, okay? And so actually next Tuesday, by the time this comes out, on Tuesday, November 21st, my new book, Made Whole, dun, 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 will hit the shelves. It actually might be available like in Barnes and Nobles already because sometimes they let it come out like a, a few days early and put it on the shelves. It'll be on the shelves at Target, which I hope you understand, like, do you know how hard it is to get on the shelves at Target? Because Target is not a bookstore. So they only have like literally a handful of books in their book section. But Target hit us up. It was like, girl, we want made whole on the shelves. Gicker Money, um, the textbook to this workbook version was also on the shelves at Target. So it just feels good to be a blacker on the shelf at Target or whatever. It's happening. So Made Whole is the practical guide to reaching your financial goals. Um, similar to Get Good With Money, my New York Times bestseller, it's really about these 10 steps to something that I call financial wholeness. Therefore, the name made whole. So what does that mean? So there are these 10 things that if you master, whether you are a millionaire, whether you are um, a teacher, a stay-at-home mom, a mechanic, a nurse, that if you master these 10 things, that you will be made whole financially. It is the financial foundation that you need to build the rest of your financial life. Super critical. And those 10 things are budgeting, debt, credit, um, savings, learning to, um, learning to earn. So your income. So those are the first five, then investing for both retirement and wealth insurance, your financial team, because everybody needs a team net worth and estate planning. Those 10 things, if you master those 10 things, each of these 10 is worth 10%. You will reach a hundred percent wholeness. Okay. And so in Made Whole, the difference is like the get with money, like I said, it's kind of like this textbook with Made Whole with each single step. I say, wait, hold a minute, hold a, hold, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Okay, Lil McMill, that after like I tell you about the step, 
I show you visually what it should look like. Then I give you a moment to practice the step. That's so critically important. There's a reason why you got homework in school is because it is important that when you learn something new, that you put it to action. And so I give you a moment to inside the book to practice the step. Um, and then I have a, um, a group, a secret group that I've created. Uh, there's already like, oh, maybe like 20,000 people in that group where you can go and ask additional questions to say like, and I give you the link to join that group inside Made Whole. So if you're doing each step and you have a question about investing or insurance or whatever, you have a safe space to ask myself, other financial educators, as well as people in the same position of you or people who have navigated beyond where you are, um, some of which inside made whole, I included with each of the step, a story of someone who has done my financial wholeness method. And each step, I give you a story of someone who's done it because I also wanted you to get some encouragement. So you can say, oh, wow, Wendy paid off all her debt as a result of the way Tiffany teaches how to pay down debt. Or, um, you know, Tamika has a budget that totally transformed her life as a result of what she learned from financial wholeness from get with money. And so... If you are interested in getting Made Whole, go to madewholeworkbook.com. You're going to get your life, okay? Um, that's madewholeworkbook.com. Okay, so it's on me today. So we're going to have a different type of a BAQA because something came up and I'm feeling spicy. Um, so the first question, um, it's not really a question, but recently someone who I would say I've known her, let's call her Patricia. I've known Patricia for at least 10 years, I would say, maybe longer. Um, I met her, like, I don't know, like in the mix of like where, y'all know I live in Newark and about uh, 15 years ago, the recession happened pretty badly and there were so many black and brown people kind of like not knowing what to do with ourselves, but we would like meet up at coffee shops and art, art things. Newark has a very big art scene, black art scene and different, like just kind of like networking events. So I met her in that space, super cool always liked her, Patricia. Right. And so, um, and then, you know, as people started to get more grown, we were in our late twenties then and started to get jobs or start businesses. I don't know. I think Patricia went off. I don't know exactly what Patricia was doing in that time frame. Um, but I know that Patricia, I would see her pop up in my timeline in different countries. Like at one point, Patricia was in Bali. And then I think I felt like she was like in the, the Caribbean for a little while. And like, she was like a speaker and, and I think like just some sort of like, like life educator, I guess. Um, and so like, you know, like we kind of lost touch, you know, not that we were super cool, but like cool enough, kind of lost touch, but social media touch base, you know? Um, and then, um, we hung out probably one time. I remember distinctly that we hung out and, and, you know, like I said, she was cool. Um, then I saw a few years ago that, um, she had posted on social media that she was struggling with her finances. Um, and she was in an unsafe position. Um, and she really needed to navigate from this unsafe space that she was in. And I saw that and I kind of like hit her behind the scenes and was like, I don't know, something just moved me. And I gave her, I said, you know, I, I think, I don't know if she had a GoFundMe or whatever then, but I, I sent her money and, you know, a good amount of money. I think I sent her about like a thousand dollars, which I, by then I probably had not spoken to her in like four or five years, you know, but I still like, there just seemed to be this underlying sense of like, um, meanwhile, look at my, just food, my, my plate here just sitting. If you're watching on YouTube, saw my empty lunch plate. <laughs> um, so she just seemed to be in a really bad way. And so, you know, I, and something just moved me to say just, and I didn't even, it wasn't like I was rolling in the dew. Um, but at that time, but something moved me to say, she seems like she's in a really bad way and it seems really unsafe. And I would hate for the amount of $5,000 or um, $1,000 that 
you know, I, I read a, a, a terrible story of something happening to her. So I gave her that money and she was really appreciative. Great. Um, but in between time, like I've never really heard from Patricia, if I'm being all the way candid. I remember like, you know, like um, if you all remember, I launched my my um, Molly Moore when my I had a children's book that came out. I reached out to all my friends to see if they could donate or at least very at least share the Kickstarter campaign because I was crowdfunding because I wanted to print enough books that I could donate 2,500 books to black and brown little babies so they can see themselves in a book that talks about financial education in a way that was um, um, in a way that was culturally and age appropriate. And so I had that book, Happy Birthday, Molly Moore, which is still available, honestly, at M-A-L-I. So Molly, M-O-R-E, M-A-L-I. M-O-R-E, mollymore.com. And there's a bunch of free resources on that site if you want to just take a look. But the book is still available. Beautiful book with a little brown baby with her 4C um, um, Afro. So I'm giving you this all this backstory. Like I have not heard from Patricia, not after my husband passed away, not when I personally messaged her. Like I messaged all my friends about, hey, if you can support nothing, which is fine because, you know, people live all over the world. You know, like I said, she's been traveling. But recently... Patricia, and this never happens to me. No one ever really asked me for money in my DMs. Like, never. Um, this I could probably count on one hand that someone has reached out to ask me for money, stranger or otherwise. But recently, as in a few days ago, Patricia reached out and asked for money. And not just a little bit of money, honey. I mean, one, it was a little odd because it was like, she had like this really long explanation of why she needed the money. And then she had the screenshot where she put this long, the long explanation into AI. Patricia, you're going to know what I'm talking about too, girl, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, where she put this, she said, I had this really long explanation of why I needed this money, but I didn't know, I didn't want you to have to read all of this. So instead I put it into AI and said, can you take all of this and put it into a short paragraph? Like literally the prompt said, please, it put, please, um, summarize this for Tiffany, she put my name in, um, in a short paragraph. And then it explained why she needed the money, which I won't go into specifically. So I thought that was strange. I was like, why do I need to see a screenshot of you telling AI, tell this to Tiffany in a shorter version? Um, and the amount that she was asking for wasn't a little bit of money. It was about $2,500 to $3,000. I felt some kind of way because Patricia ain't my cousin. She's not my sister. And I use the word friend, which is the word she used very loosely because I have not heard from Patricia like ever, you know, outside of me giving her money from that time. I've not heard from Patricia um, at all, uh, which is fine, but it feels, mm, I don't know. I just feel, and I don't believe in transactional relationships, but it just feels like you know, to say, I consider you a friend. So this is awkward to ask, but I'm going to ask, which I know she must be having a hard time, but there is something to be said about maintaining relationships, you know, because if Patricia had actually been a friend, I mean, I would say, absolutely. I mean, I'm generous with my friends and generous with my family. I mean, ask them. I, I, I just am, you know, um, like my friends or family can't need a thing and I have it and I don't give it to you. So it's really not about that. But it was just more so about like, we haven't, there hasn't been a relationship maintained here. Um, and so this ask 
is the type of ask that you would have of someone that you've maintained a relationship with. It's not like, hey, donate $50 to my GoFundMe because I want to, you know, build, I don't know, like um, homes for children in Nairobi or something like that. You know, it's like for your own personal use, which I can understand if you're in need. Um, But, and here's a part that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too, is that, so she sent me that message on IG and then she sent me a message on Facebook that said, hey, Tiffany, please check your IG. I sent you a message. So I had already seen the IG message, but I, I went on to Facebook a few days after and I saw that. But right above her message of her saying, hey, Tiffany, please check your IG was a message that I had sent her asking for $10, $25 to donate to Molly Moore so I could donate um, books to kids. One that she'd read and saw and didn't reply at all. Like nothing. Not home, not in a position, not... No reply. So it also felt like, girl, you you know what I mean? Like when, like I said, I don't believe in transactional, but it certainly doesn't feel like we friends, girl, until you need money again. So it's like, oh, when I wanted to get money for this component of giving back to the babies, not only did you not donate, you didn't say nothing. You know, like, and now you're asking me for this and say we're friends, but houses, where don't they? So I, I'm so proud of new Tiffany because old Tiffany, you know, um, would have either not said anything because I felt really uncomfortable or yeah, I just would have felt uncomfortable about setting a boundary. But, but even before I saw the whole exchange on Facebook. I had already, within five minutes of her sending me that, I said, girl, we ain't got to cut to the chase. We gonna cut. We just gonna get to the chase now. We don't gotta cut to it. And so I said, hey, Patricia, um, I'm so sorry that you're having, you know, a hard time. Um, Currently, I'm not in a position. Oh no, whatever. I didn't say that. I didn't want to lie. I said, currently, basically I told her no, um, but that I wished her well. But whatever it was, I didn't lie. I didn't say I wasn't a consumer because I have $3,000, just not for Patricia. I think I said, I forget whatever of what I wrote, but it was kind, it was brief, um, and it was negative, not negative, but like a no. Um, and so I'm sharing that because one, you know, just in case you listen, Patricia, girl, but two, for you, as you are navigating your financial life, um, you know, if you do find yourself in a position of needing help, like it is easier for people to help you when you are a consistent, a consistent person in their life, you know, um, I know sometimes, you know, that that's not always possible, but you have to understand that asking people for money that you have not provided any sort of like support, friendship, kindness, anything, you know, is probably not going to work out in your favor. I'm sure she thought Tiffany gave me a thousand dollars last time and there was no prompting and, you know, she, you know, you know, she gave it to me and I had not, you know, done anything to maintain a friendship or anything with her. So maybe that will happen again. Um, and, you know, like I said, something just led me to say, you need to do this, Tiffany, because if not, she's going to be in a really bad way. So I, you know, I had no problem doing that. Um, but yeah, just, just consider that people will always say, maybe you might be listening, but like, oh girl, you should have gave her the 3000 if you had it. Now here's the thing, having 3000 does not mean it's for you. Like I might find out two months from now that my best friend Linda needs something, my other best friend Cabral needs something, my niece is needs something. You know what I mean? Meaning that, like, yes, it's available, but 
it doesn't mean, because people sometimes, well, I hear people say like, you know, especially when it comes to people and their money, if it was me, you know, I would do X, Y, Z. And certainly I've been guilty of that. Like, oh, look at Oprah, Chad. That was me. I would be doing, well, it's not you. It's not you. And the truth of the matter is, it's so easy to say till it's you, right? That people, if it was me to death, but ain't never been in that position. If it was me, I, I would have hired her. Okay, when's the last time you was a boss? If it was me, I would give her a, a salary raise. Okay, and you raised everybody's salary in the one year you had a business. You know, sometimes the you don't get to really see the holistic view until you are in the seat. And then you're like, oh, that's why Oprah do what she do and how she do it. Oh, that's why such and such, you know, my boss navigated from this space. Oh, that's why. I remember when... um. Tamara on my team, um, I promoted her to CEO of my online school, the Literature Academy. And she was like, girl, you was navigating all this by yourself. This is what it looked like to be the boss. I said, yeah, girl, it's hard over here. And she was like, damn, how you still walk, came around with a smile on your face, paying us well, making sure we good, making sure we, you know, we, we have a matching program for our 401k, making sure we all have health insurance, dental insurance. You know, like all the things paid well, bonuses every year. Girl, you did all that when things was up and down and behind the scenes. I'm like, yes, I always ate last. I made sure everybody was paid. I've never missed a payroll in 15 years of business because I will go, I will go without before I make sure my team goes without. So when someone says, you know, like when folks came to me who are no longer here to say like, oh, I feel like I'm deserving of this, this, and this. And I'm just like, you know, I, I certainly believe in paying like what people deserve and more, but I also have to look holistically at what the company is capable of doing. Um, because if I put the company at risk for this temporary boost, then there won't be no company. You have to look for a new job either way, you know? So it's very easy to, if it was me. Um, and so I'm just sharing that for those of you who might be saying if it was me. Um, but yeah, I just think the lesson in that is that like, um, if you, in order to have a good friend, you gotta be a good friend, you know? including financial friend. And I'm not saying you have to give people money or anything like that in order to receive money, but in order to, to have a friend, you've got to be a friend and, you know, financial finances require an investment, you know, like it, it, nobody wants to pour into a black hole. So if it's looking like, so what are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you, one of the, one of the best piece of advice that my friend Cabral ever gave me, and I think about this all the time and then we'll take a break and then answer a second question. Um, not that you asked this question, but I had to tell. Um, one of the best piece of advice that my friend Cabral gave me when someone asked to borrow money, he said, Tiffany, the thing I ask myself is, will it change the situation? So example, my sister, baby Lisa might say, and this is a true story. Sorry, Lisa. I probably told the story already, but Lisa was like, uh, I need to go to the doctor. And, you know, I'm not feeling so well or whatever she had to go to before she was going on a trip or something like that. And, and there was a boot on her car, a boot. And she was like, I forget how much it was. Like, it was a few hundred dollars. I said, well, damn, how much are tickets to Jersey City? They're not a few hundred. So that was, that was like tickets piled up of reckless abandoned behavior, <laughs> like a true damn baby sister, even though she ain't a baby. And so she called me, was like, could you just lend it to me? I'll pay you back on payday or whatever. So if I were to follow Cabral's advice, will it actually fix or change the current situation? I pay the boot. Lisa gets to take it off instantly because it's some digital thing. She gets to go to the doctor within the next 30 minutes. So will it actually fix the problem? Yes, me paying the boot. But let's just say Lisa came to me and said, 
oh my gosh, you know, um, I'm, you know, I don't have, I lost my job and now I know she's unemployed or whatever. And Lisa, this, this has not happened, but I'm just giving a different scenario. And she comes to me and says, um, you know, I have bought that new car. You told me not to buy that new car. And I say, girl, yes. And she's like, well, I don't have a job as you know, and I don't have money for the, you know, my car payment next month. Could you help me? Now, if I pay the car payment next month and Lisa says, because I start my job next month, will that fix the problem? Yes, because it's a temporary setback because her job starts in a month. But if she has no job lined up and I pay that car note, guess what happens next month? She's going to either need another car note payment from me or somebody else, or she's going to lose that car and I lose my money either way, either way. So I would tell Lisa that's not happened. But in that situation, can I help you with a car note this month? No, because you have no way to keep it up and you have no way to, um, to continue those payments. I did that one time I was in my twenties and, um, my best friend at the time, her mom was losing her home. And, um, I don't even know. Cause her mom and I had gotten really close. Now I think it, it seemed really inappropriate. Cause girl, I was like 21. So I don't know why she took money from a baby. Anyway, um, her mom was losing her home. And at the time I was a teacher and I saved up some money. And I think the mortgage payment was like 1500, 1600, whatever it was. It was about, it was under $2,000. And I told her mom, cause I felt like I was grown. Maybe I was 22, 23. No, I had to be like, cause I was a teacher. So I probably was like 23. Um, and I told her mom, I'll give you the, cause I didn't really understand how mortgages work fully. I will give you this month's mortgage payment. And to her credit, she said, no, at first I said, no, because I can see how stressed you are and I don't want you to lose your home. But what I would have 23 year old Tiffany didn't understand. So if you give her this mortgage payment this month, what is she going to do next month? And guess what happened? What she did next month is nothing because she didn't have the money to keep it going. So instead it would have been wiser to say, here is this sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars to help you put down for a um, uh, an apartment, like you know your down payment or whatever first month rent an apartment because you're not going to be able to keep this home because you don't have the money next month, you know. But I didn't understand that, so sure enough, she lost the property. I lost my sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars. She said she paid me back. She has never paid me back. I'm now forty four, um, <laughs> you know. But I didn't understand what it looked like to lend someone money um, because I didn't understand that rule that if it's not going to actually fix the problem, then it's either best to just give them money. And even then it doesn't make sense in how you're giving it to them, like give it to them to throw after a house they're going to lose or give it to them to get a new place to live, you know, an apartment that they can actually afford, you know? Um, and then two, you know, like looking at, at your own life, does it make sense for where you are financially? You know, like it's going to put you in harm's way. So just some lessons to learn, you know, so, I was proud of myself about telling her no in a way that was kind, but also, and I didn't want her to wait. I don't want her to wait or just pretend like I didn't see it. Like how she pretended like she didn't see, you see my straightness? How she pretended like she didn't see my message. Um, but still, you know, like I was proud of myself for letting her know, you know, no, you know, but I do wish you well. So Patricia girl, we're going to send a prayer up for you. And I do hope that it all works out, but I'm not the banker, but Janista. Okay. So how, what would y'all have done? Am I wrong? It's like, I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> Go ahead and tweet me uh, at the Budgetistas. You can slide into my DMs. Keep it cute, though, because I do block. Um, certainly, even if you disagree, you can certainly disagree respectfully. You know, just keep it cute. Um, maybe something else I could have done. Um, but, yeah, 
mm-hmm. I might offer some resources because one of my friends is a social worker and there are other resources out there. So I might ask Linda if there's some resources that I can share depending on what country um, Patricia is currently living in. Um, but yeah, what would you have done? All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back and black and brown with a second scenario slash question. All right, see y'all soon. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Okay, we are back. 
and black and brown. So this is a second little scenario. So this scenario, not really scenario, but with the holidays coming up um, and inflation at an all-time high, and I know Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, all the days of the commercial week, right, are going to be squeezing at your pockets. How do you navigate the holidays? This is um my our, our producer Imani had asked me, like she's like, oh yeah, please do this one. How do you navigate the holiday season in a way that's as financially responsible as possible? It's perfect timing because Thanksgiving is literally just around the river bend. Name that name that Disney um <laughs> that Disney um um cartoon just around the river bend. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all don't you know you don't you just not up on this okay. Um, so how do you navigate responsibly? Well, one, the best way always to navigate responsibly when it comes to your finances is to make a plan before you take action. So you know that the holidays are coming. You know, I want you to be like Santa, make a list, check it twice, figure out who's naughty. Going, nice. Okay. Um, and so I want you to make a plan. Matter of fact, I just thought about something. Let me just write that down for myself. Part of my plan. Um, so I want you to make a plan about like, what well, one, how the holiday is going to look. So if you celebrate Thanksgiving, um, what is that going to look like? Are you ha- hosting it at your house? Are you, or somebody else hosting it? If you're hosting it at your house, you know, start to think now what you want everyone to bring. You don't have to pay for every single aspect of, of the holiday season um, just because you're hosting it at your house. Um, is it maybe you just whenever it's chipping money? You know, so I get I get this for the last couple of years. I've gotten Thanksgiving catered. So Vonda, my friend Vonda, she's got Vonda's Kitchen in Newark. She's amazing. It's been like three or four years she's been um, catering Thanksgiving. So my mom was like, girl, she tapped out. My mom's like, I'm not doing it no more. And so Vonda makes amazing Thanksgiving dinner, all the fixings. Um, and so, you know, people just chip in. So we have this stress-free Thanksgiving, as far as the food is concerned, we have it at my house now. Um, and I know how much it'll cost and people just chip in and, or they bring something, you know, so pre-plan for what that looks like. And then whatever you are responsible for, as far as the food component, you know, start to map out how much is that going to cost? You know, because you can start to purchase things now, like turkeys, you can start to look at now. Um, you know, certain things are, you know, you like, because the turkey is frozen. Um, you can start to gather the troops now of like, what do I need to make sure I'm ready? Like it aren't pans. Maybe you're using sternos, those like little light, those little fire things that you put underneath the pans. Like, can you start to, um, um, stack up on those things now, you know, instead of giving them um, last minute when everyone is kind of scrambling, can you order them online? Like start map out your plan, the components you need and start ordering or picking up those things now. Um, if you are going to cater or then, you know, which is fine. See, you know, get your family group chat together and say, this is what the cost is going to be. If everyone could chip in here, Zell me, cash at me whatever that looks like. So that way you guys can have an easy breezy Thanksgiving, get your paper plates if that's what you're into or whatever and stuff now, you know, so create a plan, map out that plan. Another thing to do, this is a nice holiday tradition that my sisters and I do because there's five of us. And we started to do this in college because it costs too much money to buy each sister a um, a Christmas gift. So on Thanksgiving, we actually exchange names. We do a secret Santa. We used to just do it via like a little paper. We would like get a, a cup, put our names down, the things we wanted, throw it in the cup. But now we use a site called Elfster. It's free, E-L-F-S-T-E-R, where 
Elfster, because we use it every year. Is it Elfster? Yeah. We use it every year. We'll match you to a new sister, a sister you did not have last year. And with Elfster, you can actually like add things from Etsy, Amazon, Nordstrom. I think I saw on there. Macy's, I think I saw on there. You can add things to your wish list. So, and, and then we put, um, a budget, like Elster will show you, this is the budget, $100, 50 bucks. When we were in college, it was like 25 bucks. And now, you know, this is the sister who's my secret Santa. This is who, what I'm purchasing. You know, this is the kind of things that she says that she wants. You can, sometimes the sisters will look at them and be like, girl, you ain't get none of that. They just decide what they want to get you either way. But it's just a nice family tradition that on Thanksgiving, we exchange names. And then on Christmas, you don't know who your person is or who has you. Um, and so you get to exchange gifts on, on thanks on Christmas. That's less expensive. So you could do this with like a group of cousins. Cause maybe there's 20 cousins, 30 cousins, you know? Um, the rule usually is, is that like, um, like we get the kids. Um, my sister Carol has two kids, Roman and Amelia. And my sister Karen has one, one, um, child, Lily. So we get the kids something. Um, but when it comes to, um, the sisters, you know, like you, like I said, you might do this with your cousins. All my cousins are significantly younger. So they don't participate in that with us. But also too, even when it comes to the parents, like we have done this from almost the beginning of time that my sisters and I don't get individual gifts for our parents. We pool our money. So it's all about the pool. We pool our money and we say, this is what we're getting my mom. This is what we're getting our dad. We good. We good. You know, we have our own sister uh, group chat. We kind of pre-discuss when it comes to not just the holiday season, but also too birthdays, um, um, mother's day, father's day. We do that either way. So if you don't, you might not have siblings, so it might not work out that way. But I'm just saying, if you do, and siblings you get along with, consider pooling your money, pooling resources. Also consider, so when Jarrell, my late husband, was still here, we would have like a no gift Christmas. So I remember the year we bought, purchased this house, we were doing so many renovations and it was getting to be really expensive. And I said, babe, let's do a no gift Christmas. Like, you know, like you you could get me something, maybe like a, you, he would write me a card or maybe we would have dinner together, you know, something special like that. But in order to save, you know, we always got Alyssa something, my stepdaughter, my bonus daughter. Um, but for us, we would sometimes have that depending on what was happening, but we would agree upon that ahead of time, you know, or maybe you have a gift that you have to create yourself, you know, then, you know, maybe it's a handmade Christmas. So you can make up whatever rules you want when it comes to the holiday season, but doing, doing so prior to the season hitting its peak, which really starts Thanksgiving week, is going to be critical for your own um, peace of mind, okay? Pooling money together, having a secret Santa, consider like a new tradition, like no give Christmas or, or handmade um, you know, holidays, you know, just consider those things. And, and all on, at the end of the day, just remembering that the holiday season is about family, connectedness, friends. It's not about stuff. I know it like, sounds so so Hallmark movie, but as someone who is navigating the holiday season without my favorite person, Jarrell, like I think about, I look back like back at all of our like Christmas and Thanksgiving pictures, and never once do I think to myself, I can't even remember what he got me. But the smiles, the laughter, the joy on Christmas morning. The like hot cocoa. He would always get coquito. Is that what it's called? Like it's like this milky, delicious. I don't even drink alcohol, but I drank me some coquito. Right? <laughs> like on Thanksgiving, I literally have video on Christmas morning of like him laughing and opening whatever blanket or whatever thing I got him. Um, that it was never really about the gifts, that the gifts really are the gifts of time and love. And so if nothing else, pour in and lean into that, you know, because 
um, no one lasts forever. No, no matter how much, how good they are, how much you love them, no one is going to be here forever and ever and ever. And so while you have them, you want to make the most of your time with them and make it about them and the time and the love spent and the connectedness um, and not so much about the stuff. All right. Okay. But if you are going to buy something, child, go ahead on over to madewholeworkbook.com. You see how I turned it around? Um, it make a great um, <laughs> Christmas gift or holiday gift for a loved one who is always asking to borrow money or want to get on financial track or just for yourself. Um, yeah, especially with the new year coming, let's start the new year off financially strong. Okay. We're not going to have another year like 2023. It was a hot mess. We're not doing that again. We are going to be financially whole in 2024 and I can help you make wholeness happen for you. Um, like I said, uh, made whole workbook.com, you know, get your 10, 10 steps to financial wholeness on. And I will see you next week. God willing. Bye, y'all. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.